Blog Talk Radio. going to give you a little talk first before we start the show about uh, something I read the other day. I, you know, that's what I usually do. I saw an article. Let me come to the point. And it said something that shocked me. It said you shouldn't publicize the diversity of your organization. For instance, if you hire old people, you shouldn't put pictures of them on your career page. You know why? Because you're exploiting their diversity to make money. In other words, you're just using them for your own profit without compensation, and they resent it. They don't like that, okay? Now, I have to admit, as I said, I've seen the opposite everywhere else. Everybody says you've got to publicize your diversity efforts. You've got to put pictures of the diverse employees and staff members and whatever everywhere on social media, all over your website, because the other diverse job hunters, excuse me, they want to know that there's people like them in your organization, that you're welcoming to people like them. No one ever says that you're doing anything wrong by making it a public issue, okay? But anyway... Let me see. I think the real problem that this person who wrote the article has with this practice is she says that people are putting pictures of diverse candidates on their website and on social media, but they're not really hiring many diverse employees. It's just some kind of fake thing. You know, they hire a few tokens, they take pictures of them, plaster them all over the place, so people say, hey, this is a great company when it's not great at all. That's the claim. Now, I have trouble believing that, though. I mean, if you're advertising that you love diversity and you're a diverse company, aren't you going to get tons of uh, candidates who are from the you know various diverse sectors of the population? I can't really understand that someone would do that and then have to deal with an influx of candidates who want to work at your company and you don't want them. Okay, But anyway, this is what this person claimed in the most militant way possible. I haven't quoted her directly or you guys would be outraged. Anyway, I'll tell you one thing. We're not going to fake it, are we, on Jerry Jerry? We're recruiting animal. Jerry, pick up your phone. Pick up your phone. No speakerphone from you. What are you you even saying to me? I couldn't hear you. Pick up my phone. Yeah, pick up your phone. Pick up my phone? Yeah. Okay, I want to thank my sponsor. No, I I need to clarify something. Are you telling me that these diversity team pictures are actual pictures of the teams that work there? I mean, because some of these places just have... Diversity. I mean, just, yeah, well, there's, there's one of everybody. She she actually claims that universities Photoshop yeah. diverse candidates into no. their. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> right. I mean, she made no. it sound like uh, she made it sound like a uh, uh, a, a, a evil conspiracy. Okay. So. Uh, you know what's missing in all of those pictures, though? What are the are the people who? Uh, Say uh, I don't know the politically correct way to say, but in a wheelchair, you don't see those uh, uh, people. Disabled, disabled people. I don't, I don't know. Think you can, no, I don't think disabled. I don't think that's the word anymore. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Okay. It's I think Microsoft else. has a new. I think Microsoft has a new program for autistic uh, hiring autistic people. 
I might be wrong, but I've seen something How like that. How would you that, show that so. in a picture? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I really don't. Okay. Well, maybe I'm, I'm it will be a video. How to you know? solve these problems? I'm a problem solver. You're supposed to. You're su- yeah. I guess you're supposed to have videos of uh, of current employees who love the place as well, right? So you can put an autistic. You huh. can put someone and say, "Look, I'm on the spectrum, but I feel happy here." Okay. Anyway, okay. all right. The guest today is a headhunter from London. His name is Alex Rawlings, and I, I watched a lot of his videos before the show, so I'm kind of hoping he'll show up. He wasn't here before I started talking. Alex Rawlings, are you here? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're, you're, yeah uh, I can hear you. Talk louder. Louder, though, please. Louder. You what? know, Alex, is that, Alex, you're is that the guest on his show. Don't you think you should come to the show before it starts rather than after it starts? What's wrong with you? I completely agree, but I've, I've been trying to find a link to get onto it. It was only the fact that I managed to get in through the back door of the website and find a number that I've managed to find it. You know what? Very I'm going to throw the blame I, on I, you. I sent you. Responsibility. I, okay, I sent you a link this morning. Didn't you get it? I a hundred percent haven't got it. Um, otherwise, well, if I didn't, if I got it, that'd have been on. Um, but I, uh, but I honestly didn't okay, get it. So. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let's get right I'll down use it to it. Okay, I scolded you, and and you know what? He's got yeah. lots of videos. This guy actually brags about being a tough asshole. He says it himself in the videos. He said, "If you're not performing, hmm. I'm going to fire you, or I'm going to make it really uncomfortable here until you quit." That's what you say, isn't it, Alex? I'm not wrong. Yeah, that's that's a, that's one hundred percent the case. Yeah, and I suggest my okay. clients do exactly the same. Yeah. Hey, Animal, would you would you mind if Alex told us who he is and what he does? <laughs> I'm getting to that. Okay. I just well, want to ask. about he's already firing people, and I'm thinking, oh, is he an agency owner? Is, is he a co-owner? I mean, who is this guy? It, 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 I like just a wanted manager. to throw back at him that he's tough with people who don't have the yeah. right attitude, and he, he's showing up late, okay? He should have gone out of his way to make sure he had the right info to get yeah. here on time, okay? So he's, so he's the Alec Baldwin of his company. <laughs> yeah, okay. But anyway, first, before we get to those questions, Jerry, hi, Alan. He, uh, he, uh, do you have a Twitter address, uh, Alex? I couldn't find it. Do you have one? Uh, it's probably at Raw Selection. Uh, there'll be a personal one for me, but I um, have oh, that, absolutely no idea what it name, is. I'm going to have a picnic with your company name. This guy does have a recruiting agency, and it's called Raw Selection. The first thing that came to mind was chafing on the inside of your thighs. <laughs> I get quite a lot where of you different ones. Up? One thought we were a meat company. Yeah, where did you come up with that name? I know your name is Rawlings, but why did you choose Raw Selection? So what's the, what's going on there? Well, just I just went for it. It was um, and then for, for me. I mean, if Apple can uh, be a, a massive company on the basis of naming after uh, uh, a fruit, then I thought, you know what, it really doesn't matter. And uh, I was going to go for Raw Talent, but it's already been taken. So Raw Selection won, and uh, I just cracked it on. Okay. What does raw talent mean? Just open, wild, uh, live wire talent? What does raw talent mean anyway? Well, it was just, again, raw selection, raw talent. It's just trying to get yeah, the same name. Jer- answer Jerry's complex. question. Uh, answer Jerry's question, please. He wants to know is who that regarding you are and what we, you do. Am. Who are you? Yeah, what, so what, we're, what do you do? And make it snappy. Don't be boring, okay? Please. <laughs> No worries. I'll try not to be boring. Uh, so, yeah, typical recruitment for, uh, search firm owner, uh, specialize in private equity, venture capital recruitment, recruiting senior level executives, uh, mostly in the States, and uh, uh, we do all sorts of work around Europe as well. And, you know, we just fighting against the big boys of the Econ Zenders, the Spencer Stewarts, and, uh, and trying our best to kick their ass. Okay, you started in dental, right? Dental recruiting. That's correct. Am yeah. I right? And, and probably yeah, local that, yeah, in right. England. In England, am I right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, and then you moved into tech sales recruiting. Am I correct? That's correct. And now you're into this uh, investment company uh, recruiting. How did you make those transitions? Were, were there long ramp-up periods when you didn't know anything and everyone you called thought you were an idiot? I mean, like, how did you do that? I, I'm very impressed. 
Yeah, so um, most likely, probably. Uh, a lot of it was a lot of pain, probably self-taught um, or being taught by my clients uh, that I was a, a bit of a moron and doing the wrong stuff. Um, but it was just a natural progression from, well, dental to dental was just getting into recruitment and realized I didn't work for the, uh, the best business in the best industry. Dentists have got uh, very short arms and deep pockets and then moved into engineering, manufacturing, technical sales stuff and and then ended up in doing a bit more senior level stuff. And I always wanted to recruit CEOs and, and CFOs and all you C-suite guys. And uh, I just went for it when I set up my own firm. I went into a completely different market and just went after all the C-suite stuff. And in another so, country, so far, it's kind of in working. another in another in, in a foreign country. In a foreign country, yeah. So we do about seventy percent of our business is U.S. Really? So how did you get your first job? How did you, how did you pick up your first order? Jerry, is this okay? Uh, Am I asking him an okay question? Yeah, this is great. This is great. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. Uh, so first order was um, literally, I think most people call it MPC type stuff, spec out a candidate, um, came into a client in the uh, States in Seattle, uh, head office in Seattle, which was backed by a private equity firm, and uh, they gave me a ring, and they needed a, uh, uh, a CEO, and uh, literally – just sold as much as I could. It was fortunate it was in the aerospace industry for one of their portfolio companies. Uh, one of the private equity companies has bought one of these businesses. No, no, hold on. So you and, got, uh, so are, got hold on. You got a company. Well, how did you how did you source your list of companies for business development? You didn't know anything yeah, about so the business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we've got. Um, I've I hired a, a virtual assistant in India, who's built us huge data sets of all the private equity firms. And I did this three, three, four months before I left my old firm. Okay, and then you just started calling them, dial for dollars. Is that right? That's the one calling, emailing, LinkedIn, in, whatever the hell I could do to get in touch with these people. Uh huh. Okay. You know, here's something else, though. You said in your video that you're not a natural salesperson. You said you're not a relationship builder. You don't like to talk to people about their families and their kids, right? That's you. Right? That's true. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't so give two shit. How could you make these sales? <laughs> uh, just by pure, well, I suppose I had to. Um, and I've brought a guy in now that's uh, what I regard as a natural-born salesperson, pick up the phone, drop the phone. Um, but that's what I had to do to, to do what I wanted to do, which was build a, build a business and build okay, an so environment really, though, I you, you don't have to be you don't, ha- you don't have to build relationships. That's all garbage, right? Because you're yeah. calling people in the United yeah, States. You're interested in soccer. They like baseball. There's nothing for you to talk about. Am I right? Probably the, probably the case. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so so I, I think I, t- I spoke over you, and I'm going to open it up to other people in a second. You said something monumental just now. I think you said you don't have to build relationships. You don't have to build rapport to to be good in the recruiting business. Am I right? Is that what you said? Yeah, I agree with that. Anybody want to take them on? Anybody interested in, in challenging that? Because he's going against the grain. I've never seen anyone else say that, although I believe he's, he's right. You say that you Alex, need relationships? That's just being transactional. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's, and I, I'm not looking for new friends either. Yeah. Jerry, I, I don't have any relationships. I don't have any relationships. I don't have any relationships with any uh, providers of any service. You know, we, we just have to be you know, somebody that, that I can get along with, with the, during the five-minute conversation that we have. Okay. Am I wrong in, 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 in believing everybody says this is a relationship business? This is a relationship business. You have to get them to like you. Then they're going to keep coming back for business. No, and, not, am necessarily. I wrong? not necessarily. Not necessarily. You're buying. not wrong, but that doesn't mean that we're having drawn-out conversations. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, if, you, yeah, if you're going to go buy a car – I don't want to buy a car. I mean, I, I, if I know Animal knows how to sell me a car and he gets me a good price and he treats me professionally, that's fine. But I don't need to go and, you know, know your kids and everything. If I get to know them a, about it a little bit for the conversation, fine. But if you're a little more transactional, that's okay, too. It's whatever works for, it's whatever works for the client. And if Alex okay. believes in doing the Alec Baldwin, shut the hell up, we're going to get you results. I don't give a damn if you're married or have kids or 
If your wife is sick, I really don't give a flying whatever. That's fine if it works yeah. for him, and his clients okay. will be that type. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Now, Alex, you, you, you said you know, you're kind of a, a cranky guy. There's lots of things you don't like, and you want to talk about those things. So I'm going to just give you a chance now before I ask you any like, of the standard questions, if, if you want to bring those things up. Want me to remind yeah, you of think, some of them? Um, Go ahead. Uh, yeah, John, I'm not sat on my computers. I've just had to leave the office because I'm very loud, when, and uh, I've got it on quiet mode. But, yeah, shoot me, shoot me the first one. I know the last one, but shoot me the first one. No, you well. You think that re- recruiting managers are, are they suck, right? You don't. You think there's a lot of bad managers in the recruiting business. Am I right about that? Yeah, I'm, that's exactly. That. And I'll and I'll argue the point here because this this pisses a lot of people off um, when I say it. And I'm not by any means standing here and saying I'm the best uh, manager in the world um, by any stretch of any imagination. And uh, you know I've got as much work as anybody else to do. But I think there's a significant lack of uh, accountability. Uh, with man managers within the recruitment industry. Uh, we bring people in, we give them a desk, we give them a phone, and we ask them to make calls until the point where they um, don't make placements and we blame them. And when they do make placements, uh, we go, they go into senior management meetings and take the, uh, the accountability uh, on the basis that they've done well. And I think there's just too much where there's not enough development, there's not enough care, there's not enough understanding of what drives people, what pushes people into the right direction. Um, and I think the managers are just pushed in as I, I hate the old phrase of, you know, but I agree with it. You know, not all good billers make, you know, good managers. Um, but I just think there's a natural course in the recruitment industry where you either you go into recruitment, you do OK, you turn into a manager um, and then you just bully your way up to the top of the business, whether it's an SME through to a big company. And, uh, you know, you sit at the top of the tree. OK, and, uh, OK, you let me stop you. You're repeating yourself. Right. Oh, oh, oh. The big problem that I heard you say is they're bringing people in and they're not training them. That's the manager's big mistake. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it, yeah. Part of it? What else is there? What else is there? Well, Although I, I know – go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the, the big part for me is the, the, there's the training element, but also the, the actual investing in time in these people – um, but not just from a training perspective, but to actually understand what they are, what they will do, and how they drive and motivate those people. And then the third point is actually managers who tell everybody what to do but won't do it themselves. Okay, so uh, I, I, I didn't understand. Go ahead. I didn't understand what you said. I mean, can you condense it for me? So the last point, you mean managers who tell people what to do, but they, they don't know how to be a recruiter themselves? Yeah, so if you've got a bill, and, I mean, and look, there's different types of managers, but billing managers who want to, who will basically tell you to make 100 calls in a day but would never do that themselves, um, and their performance is, is naff or poor, um, for the uh, uh, British phrase, and um, are not performing, but they're happy to beat the crap out of their consultants because, uh, you know, this is they did their time when they did it three years ago, five years ago, whatever else. That's uh-huh. what I mean. What was the other thing you said before that? I can't remember. It's the, the actual trying to, and you know, this comes against what I just mentioned about client relationships, but actually trying to understand what the purpose of these people are when you bring them into the business, what they want to achieve, rather than working against what I regard as managers' objectives, which is their own bonus, their own financials, while they're actually trying to position it and position everything as the benefit to the consultant, not the benefit to raw selection or my can you pocket. Describe, can you describe how do you, how do you do that? I mean, are you talking about doing this during the hiring process, like screening out the right, the right people, or have you talking about you know, onboarding the new hires? I'm not, I'm not sure what you're saying. Yeah, so I think onboarding. Uh, I'm talk, talking more about the onboarding. I mean, hiring's uh, pretty different. What do you to get do? It in, but actually, what do you do? What do you do? So I, I, I want to. So there's um, a thing called the. I use a few tools. There's a thing called the wheel of success, which you understand and you measure yourself against all eight different factors from spiritual, um, cash, and you understand exactly what they want to achieve. Um, there's also personality profiling tests, um, which I do for those guys to actually understand more so what they want to be in the future, where they want to be and how they want the career and what are their short-term, medium-term and long goals. And I just measure the crap out of them against that rather than which the business test? needs to which do hard. Which tests do you use? Which tests? In, I use insights. I don't know if that's popular uh-huh. in the US. How um, much so we cost? use a lot of insights, and, uh, about 80 pounds. 
which is hundred and ten dollars. Should we double that? What's that in dollars? <laughs> hundred and ten, hundred and twenty, something like that. Okay. That's it. A little it. bit so, more. So you get you you do these tests and you think that helps you. So well, you got the test back. You go over to Joe. What do you say to him based on the test? So we go through a multitude of different things, not just the test. But if you look at the test, it's all about understanding what type of person they are, so whether they're um, a client person or they're a, a candidate person, um, and then understanding more about where they want to be in the future um, based on the back of the test. And look, this test shows that you're X, Y, and Z and whatever else. Um, where does this but marry you know to where you want to be in the future? It's getting way too vague. I started off, the show started off good. No, I, Jerry, yeah, you're I, I, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, what should we I'm talk about? To, I'm starting to flip through channels on the TV. Okay, what should we should we talk about? Your favorite Chrome extensions, or <laughs> come on, what should we talk about that you're gonna you know bring you to life? Okay. What are some of the? Um, uh, let me ask you. you let me ask you something. Are you from are you? Pardon me, me, Mike. Yeah. I was gonna Mr. ask Cox? what are, what some of the difficulties are that he experiences because he's recruiting from across the pond? Great question. Yes. That's an interesting question. Um, one is that we don't, we don't have a U.S. presence, and therefore it must be impossible for us to, uh, to find candidates uh, in the States. That's probably the main, it would probably be main objections that we would get. That and there's a bit of a time difference between those eight hours between California and the U.K. Other than that, we don't really have any issues with regards to. I've, I find it more difficult recruiting here because Americans tend to be more honest than uh, than Brits, and uh, therefore, say as it is, whereas Brits tend to be a bit more polite and don't give us the real objection. But we don't really. Other than that, I don't really come up against any other problems. I'm afraid. What are some of the roles you're working on right now? I'm curious. Uh, so I've got a chief executive officer currently in uh, Washington for a big retail organization. Uh, we've got a, a quality director for a big uh, aerospace business, which is a bit more junior than we normally do, but it's within my wheelhouse. Uh, what else? Investment director position working in a private equity firm directly in, uh, uh, where's that? In New York. Uh, uh-huh. And then chief financial officer position as well in uh, North Carolina. For industrial distribution business. Yeah, but you're, all you said you like you. you and, uh, hold on, this guy endorsed niches, but you, you're all over the place in, yeah, in that's quality. Yeah, so um, everything we deal with is all private equity backed, and uh, we have certain disciplines. This is across the team of, uh, of well, three people in the business here and um, that work in those particular sectors. Anything industrial manufacturing is where. Uh, we do most of our business, and we're currently growing the healthcare sector. Um, and then we've taken this job off in retail because it's uh, a client who came to us that uh, for a recommendation. Hold but it's on. all so private equity back. So your customers then are the private equity firms that need you to yeah. help them with management at at their uh, interest. Makes sense to me, That's animal. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but Jerry, is, doesn't that Sorry, mean he's a, he's, able to understand that. he's a generalist yeah. in terms Not of well, the, the no, job? Not well. Yes and no. If you look at if you look yeah. at the job listings on his website, it's a blend. But he's he's his clients might be more the equity investors. They've got various companies. He needs to keep them happy. Most yeah. of his postings are financial in nature. But yeah. you know he's got he's got to be able to adjust to his clients. Yeah. Okay. Animal. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah. So no, I thought he I thought he was yeah, so, good, you know. Placing stockbrokers or something like that. I, I didn't understand it. I'm, I'm going to do an ad, okay? Because Jerry didn't let me uh, in, even introduce the uh, <clears throat> the, the the sponsors. So they're I, buying I don't like coffee. an ad right off the bat, dude. It says all you want is You're here for the money. I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going to do an ad right now. Hey, everybody, it's Recruiting Animal for people. And, and while I'm doing the ad, Alex, think yep. about how you can be exciting, okay, and interesting for the rest of the show. Okay. Look, hey everybody, it's the recruiting animal here for PC Recruiter. You know, PC Recruiter has a special feature. It's called the Candidate Presentation Feature. You send an email to your client, and it contains a link that goes to a profile of the candidate. Uh, and uh, what? Here's the special thing: that profile only has the stuff on it 
that you want them to see. And that's because PC Recruiter, its main virtue is that it's super configurable. You make it work the way you want it to. They don't impose any structure on you. You mold it to your own needs, okay? The page, this candidate presentation feature, it's got your own branding on it, uh, and there's a place there for the uh, client to grade the candidate, you know, by a, a number of stars, also give written feedback, and that's all stored in the candidate's file. So please go check it out at PCRecruiter.net. Remember, PC Recruiter loves you. If you're a recruiter, that's why they don't push you around. They try to adapt to your needs. That's the key. Please remember it. Thank you. Okay, back to Alex Rawlings. Alex, if, if something goes wrong, I know you're a great guest, and it's going to be my fault, okay? So where do you source your people? Or uh, is that a r ridiculous question? Cause you, what kind of people do you work on yourself? Are you working on the quality people and the financial people, or do you just handle one sector? Is he still there? Am I still on the show? Can you hear me? Yeah. Now We've lost can. him. No, he's yeah, here now. Hear Answer the question. Did you hear my? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got your question. I was, I was, uh, I was answering, but obviously you couldn't hear me. So, um, so where do we source people from? So I mainly do industrial and aerospace, and that's kind of my, uh, my niche. What positions? Uh, that, that what I work positions? On. What positions in industrial? That's too general. What positions? C-suite, C-suite uh, positions, but they're all private equity backed, so it's it's all high growth companies. Within, uh, so it's all chief exec, CFO, COO. Mm -hmm. Okay, and yeah. Now, you, so you're placing CEOs. You've got a theory about how to hire a CEO. You're looking for five things. Do you want to tell us about that? I'm looking for five. What do you mean five what? things? Want me to list them? Okay, you've got a whole video. Do I have to tell you? You've got a video up there, and you're saying there's five things I'm looking for in a CEO. I'll tell you what they are. You tell me how you determine if your candidate's got it or not. First of all, a good CEO has to know her strengths and her weaknesses, right? So she can hire people to support her weaknesses. That's what she has to be self-aware. That's what you called it. Secondly, they have to be people who can get you feel excited. You want to, if you go talk to this person for five minutes, you come out of the office feeling really motivated. That's the second thing. They have to be resilient because no matter how good the company is, they're going to have a lot of setbacks, and they've got to get back to work the next day without moping, right? Number four, the person has to be decisive. You don't want someone who's going to stall on big decisions or sit on the fence. No wishy-washy for you, okay? Finally, you want someone who's ambitious, who wants to push the business ahead even farther than it's ready to go. So, so the, you know, the big bosses have to, have to hold them back, the board or whoever it is above the CEO. Those are the five things you said you're looking for. I'm wondering how you determine if this person has them because you said you know, it might not be there on the, on the resume. How do you figure it out? And it's, it's, if you're going to look at the right people, for, especially for PE firms which want to grow, exit in three to five years and sell the business, it's not going to be on the resume unless they've got PE experience. Um, it, I mean, there's no magic formula for this. It all just comes from questioning and, uh, and interview techniques with regards to understanding. The best way I can explain the best people you ever speak to is when you talk to somebody and you come off the phone and recruiters will probably or hopefully will get this and you come off and you're absolutely exciting and you excited and you want to make a hundred calls for that person to try and try and help them find a job they give you really clear key achievements they get they're, they're aware of where their strengths and weaknesses are and it's all about questioning I can go through the questions which is probably not very interesting um but it's that person you come off and you just absolutely just everything's burning up inside you and you just want to help that person get the right job get the position get in place tomorrow and ring every client you've got that get it so that's really how we kind of define it. There's a lot more 
process to that, but I don't know how of interest that will be for your uh, listeners going through the kind of questions that they probably ask already to uh, to their no, uh, no, guys. No, we're interested in the nitty gritty here. This is we are very granular. We want to know exactly what's done. But here's what it, you ju- I just heard. So you depend on your gut a lot. The person's got to have the credentials, but they have to get you excited. That's number one, right? And then you're actually going to call people on them. If you've got a CEO, how do you market a CEO? Uh, so because we deal with private equity firms that invest in them, we will ring the private equity partners, um, so the main investors within a firm, and uh, inspect them into there. Like, what does that mean? I, I don't work in that. I don't know anything about private equity firms. Who do you mean? Who are the partners? Where do you find their names? Uh, well, the internet. But it's um, – so, so basically, private equity will buy a company. Um, so if you think of Warren Buffett, is renowned for stocks and shares – a private equity firm will go out and buy a company um, like Warren Buffett does, and then he will uh, he will build that business and then uh, push it through to sell. So Warren Buffett bought last year Precision Cast Parts Corporation, big aerospace manufacturing business, and he will develop that over three to eight years and then flip that and sell that. So I go after the people that Warren Buffett employs to buy those businesses um, and look at them, and that would be an example of how we do how we do that. And then I will ring those partners who invest in those companies, and, uh, and then I will spec the candidates into, uh, into those guys. So you'll, you'll just find the direct pay. line and call, it, call, the, yep. call the, the, per, the person up. You're calling them partners. Is that their formal title? Yeah, that, that, that's the usual title, yeah. Okay. And so you'll just call up that person directly? Yeah, yeah. So I'll find a direct line either via... Uh, uh, you know, um, whatever methods we can with regards to the software what and methods? everything. What methods? I want to know software. what methods. Come on. I, I told you we're granular. Do I have to tell you again? What methods? How do you well, get the phone numbers? Okay. So we'll run up, so ring at the head office. Um, there's the, there's an alias technique where you can phone them up and be like, look, my name is Chris Williams calling from a Z company. Uh, reason for the approach is we're absolutely hacked off with X, Y, and Z. Uh, I need to speak to, um, X number part, X name partner, which I've got from their website. Uh, what's his mobile number, cell number, direct dial, uh, put him through to me now. I don't want to speak to him now. I'm going to call him when I'm in the car. I'm absolutely furious. Get the number. Um, we'll do lots of work via individual connection messages on, uh, on LinkedIn. We do a ton of connecting on LinkedIn and then pull their data out of LinkedIn from their contact info and, and add that into our CRM. We do a lot of email marketing on days where Americans are not in. Um, so we send out tons of emails to get all of your out-of-office replies, which gets us all the mobiles. And I'd probably say that's the majority of, uh, of what we'd use other than the usual phone calls okay, for uh, I, I missed for the, I missed the first one. You, you call the receptionist. You say your name is Chris Williams or Slim Shady. And I didn't get the rest yep. of the XYZ stuff. What comes after that? Yeah, so um, I'll go through it completely. So basically what I ring them up and I'll be like, oh, hi, it's um, Chris Williams at whatever company is relevant for your industry um, for yeah. a potential supplier to that business. So let's say I'm ringing up and I'm, let's say I'm Shell. Um, we're ringing up. We, our order's messed up um, with regards to X, Y, and Z. I need to speak to whoever you, the person is that you want to talk to. I need a cell number. I'm, I'm traveling at the moment. I don't have it. We've got an order that's gone tits up, uh, and I need his contact details. I need to speak to him urgently. And then I'd get his mobile number from that. Nine times How well does that work? Fibbing to me. Yeah, I mean, there's I, nothing wrong with that. I, don't know. I can't say. After you've been in the business a while, you've got to get a phone number. How, how, how well does that work? Yeah, so nine out of ten, if you're skilled and you're confident enough, you'll get the number. Okay, and for those emails you're using to get the mobiles, you've got your man in Pakistan doing those for you. Am I right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. What's Can you tell us content? about Go ahead. What? Alan, Alan asks, what the, what's the content in those emails? That you're, you're really just using them to get, to get info, to get the bounce back, but what's in them? Yeah, we'll do, we'll do um, candidate marketing. Um, we do a lot of content marketing on those days, so the videos that you've seen, we'll, we'll punch them out. Um, we'll put something in it so it doesn't look like a, you know, just a nothing email. Um, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll put a lot of, uh, content out or, you know, email regarding a candidate. I'm not saying send a CV of a candidate. I'm not that type of recruiter, but I'll put five bullet points on there that says, 
working with ex-CEO, this kind of experience, grown a business from 20 million to 500 million within uh, this industry, looking at next step, private equity experience, when are you free to speak? Those kind of stuff. See, oh, I used to think that if you, if you had a CEO that you wouldn't have anywhere to market. You couldn't. There's not a lot of CEO jobs. You wouldn't have anywhere to market them. But you're saying that you can market CEOs to tons of companies. Am I right about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, and that's exactly huh? what I thought, and that's why I ended up in private equity, because I wanted to replace CEOs rather than uh, uh, you know, whatever other positions I was doing. So I just worked out the, who owns the company, and you know, someone always owns something. And how do you yeah. build them on the, ba- on the base salary? How do sorry say that again? How do you bill your clients on the base salary? Because the CEO he probably has a very complex compensation package. Am I right? Yeah. So there's um uh yeah. So that you've got your base salary. You've then got your you know cash compensation bonus. Some of them have what's called an L tip, which is a long term incentive plan. And then a lot of the placements that we'll do, ninety percent will have equity with it as well. But we tend to do it on. Uh, compensation, which will include base salary, bonus if it's anything's guaranteed, any reload package, any pension contributions, um, and we'll position that as the whole lot to the client. Uh, we will try and charge an equity the if we can, but it's difficult. Also? If we can, yeah. Seriously? Why not? Okay, I know that if you can, but is that typically something that is uh, agreed to by your client? A lot of the stuff that we get agreed to, reload package, uh, probably not as much, but definitely 401k, definitely any guaranteed bonuses, yeah. um, and anything cash perspective we would get. Right on. Hey, more power to you, man. Wow. I'm okay, but you know what? Yeah, you are. Uh, but here's something I don't understand. Really, this is so complex, and you really want to talk like you, you talk the talk when you're when you're doing that business. And you came into it like from tech sales. They didn't have any any complex packages like this. How did you educate yourself so that you you know you didn't uh, make yourself look like a fool? Um, yes, I did have a bit at senior level, but not nothing with regards to equity. So I was placing like vice presidents and stuff like that, but. Um, the, you know, I just interviewed candidates. So the first thing I did was I just interviewed an absolute ton of candidates, understood the market, interviewed the crap people first, got a handle over things, understand, understood what was good, phoned up clients, positioned it, whatever questions they didn't know that, sorry, that I couldn't answer. I wrote it down, added it to my job interview form and just kept building it from there really to be able to build up the competency to, to be able to A, speak at this and so level. When and B, you say, the, when you say you interviewed a ton of candidates, so you just sort of did uh, random like interviews with, with uh, people you found on LinkedIn, let's say, before you had any uh, orders for them. You just built a database and, and talked with a lot of people who were CEOs. Am I right? The potential candidates. Is that, is that how you started out? Basically, I hit LinkedIn and I hit it hard. And uh, I was just messaging anybody in CEO, CFO, COO to, to speak okay, to me so with regards you, to new opportunities. Okay, yeah, but you didn't really have any new opportunities for them at the no. time. You just wanted to get to know them, like everybody tells us we should be doing, yeah. right? Yeah? That's, okay. uh, that's right, any, Anybody got a question for Alex? I'm having fun with you. Are you having fun, or should we be talking about something else? No, it's all good for me, yeah. If it, if it Anybody else want to ask a question? No? Okay, i gotta, I got to do an ad. Oh, like, Jerry and I need coffee, okay? Uh, I'm going to send coffees to Mike and Alan as well because they're, they're very good regular attendees, okay? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. I was going to yeah. suggest okay. that. Okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> it's a recruiting animal here for Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T. Honeit is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers quickly hear the motivation. Alex, our guest today, is very big on motivation. You heard that, okay? And you want your, your hiring manager to hear that as well. Quickly hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that you as the recruiter just heard. And when you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, you know what it speaks? Volumes. 
that you can't get from a resume or a dry report, okay? So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of the sizzle with HoneIt.com, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. And you know what? Everything's turned into transcripts anyway. If you like reading, you can do that afterwards, HoneIt.com. Okay, let me see. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, you said understanding what success will look like is is the first thing. So when you go to hiring managers, is that what you say to them? Like, how do you when you do an intake session for a CEO? What does it usually look like? What do you What do you talk to the uh, hiring manager it, it, about? So. We'll do the usual. Well, I shouldn't say the usual because uh, you want to go the nitty gritty. So, first thing we want to do is understand why the vacancies come around because the first thing I care about is how urgent this position is, um, and therefore measuring that on a level of one to five in our own methodology. One being they want us to drop this right now, fight uh, and fill this job within the next two weeks. Five being I'll wait six months. So that's the first thing we look at. Um, from a business perspective, we'll then dive into the company and the usual stuff you'd ask, you know, revenue and everything else. Um, one of the key questions that we'll ask is um, key success factors for the business. So with a lot of, well, with every single firm that we work with, they all want to flip the business. So all of the investors will make millions and millions of pounds in personal wealth or dollars um, when they sell this business. So we're looking at when they want to exit, how they want to exit, whether that's corporate, whether that's um, selling to a big corporate, selling to another private equity firm, what average multiple they're looking to do, really driving on the top line of what the company wants to achieve. Um, And the way that I position that is most companies, if they could hire a robot, would hire a robot over a person. Um, But if they can't get a robot to do the job, we need a person to do it. So Uh it's about finding people and understanding what the company wants to achieve um, rather than just getting a bum on a seat. And I think a lot of recruiters miss the fact that you're actually trying to look at what the company wants to do and where it wants to go rather than uh, just getting a sales guy uh, or a CEO or whatever else into a business um, in order to just grow it in inverted commas. So well, but hold on. Don't all, companies, don't all companies, since you're talking about sales guys and not just CEOs, don't all companies want the same thing? No. Well, give me Absolutely an not. If you, if you, so um, having done a lot of privately owned businesses, a lot of corporate companies, every corporate company wants to grow, but they won't want to grow as, as, as aggressive. They won't want to double turnover. So many privately owned businesses just want to tick over. If they keep the, res- um, the revenues the same, the, the, the owner gets you know, his lifestyle business. There's all sorts of different companies that don't want to triple, quadruple turnover in the next four or five years. And if you look at the businesses that, you know, that you guys talking to all the audience here is working in, are your businesses making huge acquisitions? Are you wanting to grow um, double digit growth every year? Are you wanting to uh, go from 100 million to, to 500 million in revenue? And that's the difference of the people that we look to bring into our clients is the people who've got a track record of doing that rather than the guy that just comes in and goes, yeah, I can grow a business, but I took a business from 12 million to 14 which is, you know, might be great in some setting, but in this world is, in my world, in PA is just, there's nothing. How, how, long, how long does it, uh, to, does the intake session take? If somebody says, yep, uh, uh, Alex, I want to work with you. We're looking for a CEO. How, how long is it going to take for you to, to get the job, job order, essentially? So, yes, yeah, so, so the first call, probably we're going to be talking for about an hour. Um, there'll then be either one or two follow-up calls, which can be anything from, uh, 20 minutes to half an hour. So you're probably looking about two hours of calls um, before we get a mandate and we go, we go to market. Okay, and other people, the hiring managers at this level, are they very cooperative and good, or you know, are they like the typical that everybody complains about? They don't give you all the information. They're moving targets. They keep changing things. Uh, you know, what's the story with these guys at that level? Um, the, so at the investor level, we do get a lot of change, but it's only because um, usually the investor doesn't have a complete understanding in regards to the business. If we deal with, a, for example, recruiting for a CFO and uh, we deal with the CEO, we tend to get a better picture. 
Um, it uh-huh. depends how good the investor is, but it's all, they're all the same. You know, we'll get messed around like anybody else. Um, but typically, you know, we'll get a lot of detail with regards to where the business wants to go. But we you're, no, you're not like getting something. Sometimes they give you uh, two minutes. They say, oh, I, wanna, I, want, I want this oh, kind no, of we don't get five minutes. minutes. You're getting two hours right from the start. Let me ask a question before we get too far, you know, to run out of time. I want to hear from Michael, Michael G. Cox. I want to hear from uh, Alan Fleur, if he's still here, and Jerry. Yeah. This guy, you just heard about all the things he's got to talk about with regards to just the compensation package alone. Could you start tomorrow, move into the CEO business? Could you do that? I want to know if you guys feel, I feel like I would have to have someone teach me. I, it probably isn't that hard in the end. It's, maybe it's not, there's not much more to understand than a store clerk understands all the, the products on the shelves. But somebody's got to teach them to you to begin with. I, I, I don't know if I could do what he does. So let's start with Alan. Do you think you could make that shift on your own into, into a business like, like his? Sure, why not? I mean, you just really? you need to build the – sure, why not? I mean, CEOs, they're needed all over the place. You know, you find the investors. I mean, hell, I'm in Los Angeles. If I wanted, if I wanted to, I could. But it's just one more different – it's a different niche. You yeah, what's Michael a big Cox? deal? I mean, you either decide to do it or you don't. I mean, exactly. You, you do it. Well, I'm, Jerry, I'm let me ask you, Jerry, how not, would you I'm learn? How, yeah, I, I guess I am. How would you learn about those compensation packages? Ask people. Yeah. <laughs> Read about it. And there's no standard animal. Yeah. Every, I mean, Sounds even like in what you're No, let Go me ahead. ask Jerry. Jerry. Jerry, here's the question to you. Would you say that in your niche that every single company, to a great degree, skins the compensation cat a little bit differently? Yeah, sure. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Michael G. Cox, okay, about Michael G. Cox, got an opinion? Yeah. No, I don't think I'd go into it. I, I really don't know very much about it. I, I feel much more comfortable doing sales, recruiting, and uh, – I don't know. It 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 might be something that eventually I would get more into as I do higher level positions. But just straight off the bat, I I don't feel I would be effective enough or know enough or have enough uh, to contribute to conversations at higher levels of the organization when okay, I'm talking I'm about Animal, when I'm I talking jump to in a here. board when I'm talking to a board a, a director a, a board of directors about a CEO. Um, I, I don't feel I have today the, uh, the the background to contribute a significant level of value. And Alan, well, were you saying something? I, got, I, I, I have to take out Michael G. Cox here. We've spoken Ring. before. I know a little bit about him. I think he's being way too humble. I think if he <laughs> wanted to get into it and kick ass, he could do it, and he'd just have to pull up his big boy pants. Uh, could he do it? Yes. Would he want to? That's a different story. Thanks, I think he but, could do it too. Uh, I really do, because uh, I've, I've heard him for a few years already. Every week. Yeah. Okay. But now you're going to hear from me about Hire Tool. I, I've left these guys two weeks uh, in a row towards the end of the show. I don't know how I'm going to build them for this. Okay. Listen, everybody. Hire Tool. Let me ask Alex. Do you know what Hire Tool is? I have no idea. <laughs> how do you source candidates? Hire Tool. Well, not by using candidate. Hire Tool. Hire Tool is the most famous sourcing tool in the world right now. I, I would I would that's a fair statement to make, okay? And uh, all you have to do is go to their website, hiretool.com. You put in your search in regular English. You don't have to have any kind of sophisticated Boolean knowledge. They create the string for you, and then they search a million sites, tons of sites. And it returns a list of potential candidates ranked the closest to your, your job description in a descending fashion. It guesses what salary they're earning right now. It guesses who's going to be most ready to make a move. And it gives you their personal and business contact information in many cases. And you can even download their uh, Chrome extension for free and test it. You can test it to see if you're getting their business and personal phone numbers and email addresses okay so maybe the ceos are you don't need hire tool but lots of other people do people are screaming about how great it is 
all over Facebook. I don't know why they've uh, decided to advertise on the Recruiting Animal Show, but I'm happy that they do. HireTool.com, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Do a demo today. Okay, we got 10 minutes left. Does anybody have a, a question for our buddy Alex? I, I've got so many questions. I, I'd like to like him to come back again another time. But uh, here's the, you, you give a lecture on one of your videos, how you separate top performers from average Joes. But it sounds like that really doesn't apply to the kind of people that you yourself are placing. None of them are average Joes. Is that face, fair to say? Uh, no, uh, we spent uh, the certainly when I came into this in, uh, came into senior level stuff. Um, my my perception was exactly that, and then as I've gone into, it, I've realised that there's so many crap uh, CEOs, so many underperforming CEOs, CFOs, COOs, and it's it's harder to find a really good one than it is a really uh, than it is a really bad one. So we have to work just as hard as anybody else to try and find the right person. Um, and uh, yeah, I speak to some real horrible horrible people. What does that? How do you? What do you mean when you say a horrible CEO? What does that mean? Um, so a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people at CEO level think they're good because they're at CEO level or a COO or whatever a C-suite, shall I call it? Um, so when I look at their profile, if you imagine a really bad salesperson, um, you know, hasn't driven, hasn't increased sales, hasn't driven a business. They'll talk a lot about EBITDA is really important within an organization um, and hasn't developed a business into being a growth animal, um, then uh, that's what I'm talking about. So it'd be the key metrics. Have they increased revenue? Have they increased EBITDA? Have they done multiple uh, mergers and acquisitions? Uh, have they looked at what have they done with regards to financial I won't go into the financial details of a business, but what have they done with regards to the financial processes, systems, and depending on what position they are, depends on where they're gone. But, you know, top how five numbers, get to how's be, the business if, grow? If these guys are losers, just like anybody else, how do they get to be a CEO? I'd rather be a loser making $200,000 or $300,000 a year than be a, a loser working in a restaurant. I mean, how do they do, how do they get there? Absolutely. I, I and think I ask every myself stage that of their career, they have to be just a little bit better than all the other candidates to to get that bump and, and that advancement. Yeah. Um, but I think I think one of the things that that your guest had mentioned, some of them, I, I think people also get lazy or they get comfortable in their current in their current level, and and uh, their 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 self perceived knowledge is often the one thing that keeps them from learning about some other aspect of their role. And, and, and that's usually very career limiting. Yeah. I Alex, what's your opinion that, on it? How, how yeah, do they get to be you, CEOs? And, and the, re, the way that I would look at this guys to make it really um, easy for everyone to understand is the, uh, is looking at recruitment and how, uh, if you look at recruitment businesses and some of the, uh, the, the leaders of the recruitment industry, uh, I've asked myself a lot of times with the businesses that I've worked in and uh, businesses I've seen how these guys have managed to become CEOs and how they've managed to become managers. And it's due to circumstances. It's due to being having close contacts. It's due to being a perceived expert in a business. Um, and it's also due to coming into a company where, you know, the actual owning company, so for example, privately owned business where the owner just wants to earn his X amount of money, brought in this guy who used to be a manager at a business. He developed his way up through the organization, ended up as a CEO because there was no one else. Um, and he's just, you know, earned his X, y and, y, and Z, and he's not done anything with the business. So it's exactly the same as in recruitment. If you look at how many good recruitment managers there are out there, it's uh, pretty limited, certainly from my experience anyway. That probably includes okay, me. Okay, well, we've got, we've got two, at least time for two questions. Uh, uh, you wanted to talk about the blame culture in recruiting. I have to remember everything for you, okay? So the blame culture. I've actually just checked my email, so I had that ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but there's this, this other thing. Hold on. I want to just be bookmark it. Offshore hiring. You've got this guy in Pakistan or India, you don't even know, uh, working seven days a week for you for a minimal uh, amount of yeah. money. I want to learn how you decided to do that, but let's go to blame culture first. Talk about it. Uh, yeah, so blame culture. So what I've, I follow a lot of the Facebook groups uh, on online and um, uh, for, for recruiting, sorry. 
and everybody just goes on the market and uh, just seems to, you know, uses it as a platform to bloody moan about something. Um, but for example, oh, my candidate took a counter offer. Oh, um, my job got cancelled. Oh, this happened. This, and we all know the bad things that happen in recruitment. And, and nobody seems, to, or very limited amount of people, seem to be taking accountability for these scenarios. And I appreciate that there is things beyond our control, but I also strongly believe as recruiters, we need to train, be better. And if I look at the best CEOs, they all invest in themselves a lot. Whereas I seem to hear from a lot of guys, I've been in the industry for 20 years and you just can't stop a counter offer. You can't reduce the fact that you're going to get one um, or whatever else. And I just think there's just a lack of investment in your own education and everything else from there. And it really pisses me Have off. Have you taken recruiting courses? Have you taken any recruiting courses? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, well, it's recruiting courses, it's studying. So I'm not, as I said, a natural-born salesperson. So I invest with Grant Cardone, um, you know, but oh. for him. Uh, and, I, and I work with that guy, which, you know, he's a love-or-hate guy, but he's really helped me with being able to sell, sell and overcome objections, especially, the, you know, the kind of guys that I deal with. Uh, I invest in a, a, a recruitment trainer. Uh, he's actually a, a U.S. guy who's helped the business um, immensely with regards oh. to metrics. Uh, Mike Gionta. Oh yeah, oh. nice guy. He's a brilliant, fantastic guy. Um, so I've you know invested with him, and uh, I invest a lot of time in my own education with regards to courses, books, all that kind of stuff to like try and what? improve myself. What courses? And, uh, what courses? What courses? Like you, so like I've just completed. No, no. So um, just complete mainly recruitment courses. To be fair, just um, completed a course with. Uh, Crap, I'm going to forget, forget his name, but a, all about digital marketing of a business to how to, uh, to grow your company. It's a trainer here, Terry Edwards. Uh, so I've been on uh -huh. one of his courses um, here in the UK. Uh, I've just been on a marketing, I'm part of what's called the NatWest Accelerator Group, which is kind of an, you know, an early stage business group here in the, in the UK, sponsored by NatWest um, where they do run tons of courses. I work with something called the Prince's Trust, which gives me a mentor and access to anything from finance to business to sales to marketing, all that kind of stuff. And I just think, you, you know, read, recruiters, we just you need to... Do you read any books about recruiting? There's, there's a lot of books now. Uh, do you so read I've, any books? Yeah, Red Rich Recruiter. Um, I've got a big stack of them at home with regards to... So I've read quite a lot of books, read a lot of Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, um, Sir Alex Ferguson's books on management, all those kind of areas. I've just okay, done, completed said, a book on Google said, Okay, listen to this, everybody. It's probably the last question. You said that when you're interviewing someone to work in your own office, you do a phone screen, and at the end of the phone screen, you say, look, I want you to listen to two videos. One of them is by yeah. Gary Vee. And was the other one Grant Cardone? I don't know uh, who the second right. one was yeah, by, yeah, right? Grant Cardone, yeah. And, and then you say, send me an email right after. And if they don't send you that email, yep. you'll never speak to them. <laughs> you'll never speak to them again. Well, they, they could ring me, but Go I ahead. won't be chasing them, and I won't. Hide. Yeah, yeah, that's um, exactly right. What, what's in those videos that you want them to watch? Those, or are they, are they could could it be any video? The idea is to get them to reply. No, no, it's, it's those two um, two videos. So one is um, the Grand Card on whatever it takes, which is all about him making a TV show and hiring. Uh, <laughs> and one of them is about that thing is hilarious. <laughs> exactly. And uh, the other one is all about um, basically going all in, uh, committing yourself, being the person you want to be, and um, a real emotional thing on a plea to take action and do from Gary Vee, saying, you know, he's sick of seeing all these people on, uh, on the Internet, slagging everybody off and just sat in their pants in their bedroom, taking the piss out of Jeff Bezos or, you know, Elon Musk. And it's a kind of a plea to do so. The, the action is if they come back to me and have the conversation and have, and have studied those, I'm, I'm up for the conversation. If they haven't, you know, if they can't do a simple action like that, then it's going to be a pain in the ass for me to get them to do any work. Okay. Hey, well, Phil from Phil from yeah. London. Just yeah, someone wants someone. Yeah, I've been Hello? here this whole time. Just saying, animal. Yeah. Okay, I'm just letting you know that I'm still here. I was here for the whole show. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, yeah. Phil from London. Phil from London just called in, or maybe he called in a little while ago, and I didn't see him. I just want to say hi. Anything you hey, want to say, Phil? Hi, Phil. You, you anything you want to disagree with that Alex said? I mean, you really yeah. you gave us a hard time last week about uh, the the trick questions. Anything you want to complain about this time? 
Yeah. No, no, I've been listening. Interesting, you know, conversation with Alex. You know, I, I, uh, I've kind of worked a little bit with VC vendors as well. So uh, VC firms as well, um, mostly in the US software sector. So it's quite interesting to hear his thoughts and how, how his business is going. So uh, hats off. Keep it going. Good work, Alex. I'll uh, reach out Alex? to you on Connect. Okay. So, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Alex, I've enjoyed talking to you. Maybe you'll come back another time, okay? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to uh, be tuning in as well. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Appreciate oh, yeah, you the, can call in the and, hard and hitting. Just like, okay, I want to thank I told you, Michael G. Cox, Alan, Phil London, and Jerry. Thank you for staying on the show. Once again, everybody, thank you.